Drunk Botany, Episode 1. Hoist a glass and prepare to enter a world of gardens, brews, botany, and booze. Here's your host, Bill Creation. Hello, everybody. I'm your host, Phil Creation. Nice to meet you. Today's episode is going to be about starting seeds. I feel like the best place to start is at the very beginning, and uh, nothing comes closer to the beginning than seeds. Today's episode is going to feature tomato seeds specifically, because they are the thing that I am most interested in and have the most experience with. So I hope that you have a good time listening with it. And I hope you're uh, a forgiving romaine lettuce grower or squash grower. So I'm going to start out with um, how I store seeds. I I have quite a few seeds, actually, um, different varieties. Uh, many people like to store their seeds in small plastic bags. Uh, I... I don't really use the small plastic bags because I figured out a origami method um, of using paper to do everything. But what's most important is uh, to store your seeds in a cool, dark, and most importantly, dry environment. I personally like to use a mason jar with a band and a lid. Then I like to put silica gel packets in there as well as my individual packets of seeds the silica packets will absorb any moisture that you might not be aware of in the confines of the mason jar now this is important again because you want a dry dry environment i like to take this jar and stick it right in the back of the fridge uh, where it will be safe and where i know where it is and can check on it on an almost daily basis but that's just me. Uh, I imagine a relatively stable temperature basement will be fine. I've heard of people germinating tomato seeds that are 10 years old. Today's beer that I am drinking is a local brew, uh, if you believe it or not. It's called Lion's Head. It's a deluxe Pilsner beer. It comes in a red can with a lion on the head. These are for reasons that I will discuss later, I am certain. But it's a solid beer, and uh, I stand behind it. So... Now that you have seeds, uh, which you've obtained either from trading, from saving, or from buying at your local seed purveyor, now the time has come for you to germinate them. Now, I've heard a couple of different methods of uh, starting seeds, so I'll try and cover a bit of an overview for you. That's a good beer. I'm going to start with... Uh, a Jiffy Tomato Greenhouse. You can get these at Walmart, Amazon.com, various different places. I feel like Lowe's and Home Depot also have them. You'll see them all the time at uh, seed starting time of the year. Now, the one that I have holds 16 plants. It's got these um, mesh containers that hold, like, dehydrated peat moss. And uh, if you check out the back... It will tell you to add a certain amount of water to rehydrate that peat. 
And what you'll wind up with is these little mesh bags of soil. I don't know. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you about how big they turn out to be. Probably about the size of, uh, well, I can't even really tell you. I imagine probably holds about like four to five ounces of soil volume wise. So what you would do at this point, once you've rehydrated these pellets, according to the instructions that you'll find on the back, is you'll add a couple of seeds. They say three. I add one because uh, I'm stingy. That's just, that's just how I do it. And then if you look at the actual Jiffy Tomato Greenhouse container, it's, it's a plastic clear top and a form-fitted black plastic bottom. Again, you'll rehydrate the, uh, the peat pots and you'll add your seeds. Then you'll cover everything and you'll put it off to the side in a nice warm environment. Uh, tomatoes, peppers specifically, all need a lot of heat in order to germinate properly. You kind of want to trick the seed itself into thinking that it's summertime. After a little bit of time, you'll see a plant come up. Uh, this will happen if you remember your high school biology from Mr. Dilks that uh, these are called dicotildons. Die because there are two. And when you talk about cotildons, you're actually talking about these small uh, leaves that start out as soon as the seed uh, erupts the angiosperm, which turns into the beginnings of your plant. So the first two leaves that you see in a tomato plant or many other types of gardening things is, um, is this dicotildon. Again, there are two of them, and it's the thing that enables the plant to start life. It, it just it's these two large leaves and it sucks the light in and it converts that into energy for the plant to survive. That's the beginning of your plant experiment. These Jiffy containers that I was talking about, again, they're the greenhouse. They cost anywhere between like seven to $11. That's just a lot of money for me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a stingy guy. That's one of the reasons that I like gardening in the first place is because it enables me to scrimp and save and create food from almost nothing. So I'm going to talk to you now about a couple of different ideas that are not the Jiffy Greenhouse. So let's talk uh, about this one that I read on the internet. I forget who it is that initially introduced me to this idea. So whoever you are thank you uh i've stolen your idea i'm telling the world about it if i figure out who you are you will be listed in the show notes page i think it's very important to give credit where credit is due so that being said this is what i call the butter tub method not even what i call the butter tub method it's a method that was called the butter tub method and i had to ask about it so country crock a couple other different types of uh spreadable ve uh, vegetable oil butter alternatives and butter itself sometimes come in these plastic containers with tight form-fitting lids if you were to fill these with uh if you were to fill these with a nice soil starter and drop as many seeds that you want preferably of the same varieties oh 
I don't know if you guys know this. Tomatoes come in different varieties. You know, when you think of a tomato, you just think of like, oh, that red thing that people used to throw at actors in Shakespeare's day because they thought it'd kill them. Tomatoes are so much more than that. Uh, there are so many different varieties of tomatoes out there, and I'm sure that we're going to wind up talking about that. Uh, some people devote their lives to breeding tomatoes. It's a it's a huge industry. Go check out something as simple as uh, as the territorial catalog, and you'll see any number of tomato varieties. Some of these are heirlooms, some of them are open pollinated, and some of them are hybrid. These are things that we'll talk about in future episodes, I'm sure. But where was I before I so rudely interrupted myself? Clearly, I was talking about uh, the butter tub method. So what you're going to want to do is take a bunch of seeds from the same variety and drop them into uh, the top of this tub that you've already filled with a seed starting medium. Uh, this can be bought, again, jiffy. Uh, as I mentioned previously, as a seed starting medium. You can make your own. There are some websites out there that will tell you how to do it. In fact, if you're looking for a great book that'll teach you everything you need to know about gardening, I personally recommend Mel Bartholomew's Square Foot Gardening. It's the book that my father used. It's the book that I use. There's out-of-date versions. There's newer versions. The newest version makes gardening super simple. I recommend anybody buy it. I'm sure I can put a link into my show notes page that will show you where it is. Once you have your seeds on top of the growth medium, you're going to want to put a little bit more over top of it. You water it nicely, and then you cover that bad boy and you put it in a warm environment. Many people suggest uh, on top of the refrigerator because the compressor makes it nice and warm. Potato chips and things like that live on top of my refrigerator. That's a space that I utilize on a daily basis. Didn't work. So uh, what I personally use is I have forced air heat in my home and I just stick it by one of the air vents so that whenever the thermostat thinks that my house is too cold, it blows heat out of the space. That's where I would stick it if I were you. If you have an unused top of a refrigerator, that's a perfectly viable option to use. After a number of time, you'll see the seedlings beginning to pop out of the soil. Uh, you can bare root these into another thing in another episode that we'll talk about where we deal with potting up. We can cover that. Again, this method is too messy for me. Too many plants. It commits you to growing all the same varieties or not really knowing what varieties that you use. So I'm going to take you now to my method. This is a kind of a unique method, and uh, I hope you like it. What you're going to want to do, this is probably the cheapest way that you can start seeds. I don't know if you can hear me playing with newspaper in the background, but what I'm holding is today's copy of the Times Leader. It's uh, my local newspaper to correspond with my local beer that I'm drinking. And if you hold a newspaper, you'll notice you can open it up and you wind up with these two giant pages, one in your left hand, one in your right hand. It folds in the middle and then on a horizontal position and then it folds again uh, vertically. Now, if you take this 
and you tear it in half, you wind up with one very long piece of newspaper. Sometimes if you get into the center of a given section, you'll find that there are, are at least one page that's just like this. It's just one half page of full newspaper, if you will. I hope that I'm giving you a good visual. I imagine I'll have to take some pictures and put them up somewhere where you'll be able to see it. Anyway, though, there's going to be a crease for when you're folding it and reading your newspaper so that you don't have these giant pages. You know, for those of you who still read newspapers, I do. Uh, it's, a, it's an awesome profession, and I support it. So you'll have here a sheet that folds in half. If you then tear along the crease that's provided for you, you'll wind up with an even smaller piece of paper. What I like to do is if I take the top half, where it says times leader on the top, and for the sake of argument, classifieds in the center, and then the date on the right, I fold it from right to left to cut that in half. I put a nice crease in myself, and then I tear it. Now I have two pieces of paper. I'm going to use both of them. One I will put down, and the other one I will fold in half again. My goal here is to try and make more of a square type of paper. That's all going to be dashed very quickly. So now that I've folded it in half and torn it, I will fold it in half again and tear it. Now I have a piece of paper that's a little smaller than my hand, both in length and breadth. At this point, it's basically square, and I fold it one last time to give me a nice little rectangle. When I fold it and tear it, this is the size of paper that I like the most. The other thing that you're going to need for this particular project is a bottle of uh, wine, whiskey. For instance, right now I'm using a bottle of rum. Yo-ho-ho. Ho. I like to take this piece of paper and pin it against the cap or the cork of the bottle on the neck with my thumb. I like to have a quarter to half an inch above my thumb exposed, leaving me with about an inch and a half, two inches of uh, paper below that point. I circumscribe the cap. I wrap the paper around the cap, if uh, truth be told. And then I wind up with a little collar around the cap. Imagine on a bottle of wine, the shrink wrap that you sometimes see, that you sometimes have to cut with a waiter's corkscrew in order to expose the cork. That's essentially what you're doing here. You're making a collar just like that. The next thing I do is I fold that paper 
around the cap so that it looks almost as though the paper itself is covering that cork of the wine. If you're using a bottle of rum, as uh, I am, take the cap off at this point. Well, if you're using a bottle of rum, as I am, take this folded piece off, open the cap, take a swig of rum. Once you've wrapped the paper around it and covered the cap, you will have origamied a small cap about the size of a shotgun shell. I like to take a piece of tape at this point and tape what I consider to be the top of the shell, which I will later fill with soil. And I like to pin all of the folded circumference of everything together with another small piece of tape. And then I take it off. I wind up with this nice little tiny pot. Now, what I like to add here is peat moss. Peat moss is uh, a soil amendment which is relatively inexpensive and holds a lot of moisture, which is one of the reasons that I use it. Uh, one of the things that you should be aware of is that it is an acidic thing. Uh, so some of your seedlings may not like peat moss. Tomatoes, on the other hand, can deal with a certain amount of acidity in the soil. So I use it, again, because it's cheap. If, uh, if cheap is not the route that you want to go, Again, use some of the aforementioned seed starting mixes. You can make your own. There are recipes out there on the internet. Perhaps I'll link to one. We'll see. Anyway, so you put that seed uh, starting mix in there. Again, for me, it's peat moss. And I then drop between one and three seeds in this plug. I call it a plug. Uh, I, I, it's, my, it's my invention. I can call it whatever I want. Uh, so I call it a plug. So you take these plugs, and uh, again, from a newspaper, you ought to make, I don't know, 16. I'm making that number up. I didn't count them. But if you keep folding, essentially, fold in half over and over and over again. Fold in half, tear, fold in half, tear, until you wind up with a nice uh, size. Until you have a piece that will fold neatly around the neck of a wine bottle. Once you've done that, we want to duplicate the same experience that we had with the Jiffy Tomato Greenhouse. The greenhouse, as I said before, is kind of on an expensive side, so that's 90% of why I don't use it. Again, I had read on it that they used peat, which was how I got the idea of using peat myself. My personal pick for uh, the filcration seed starting method of newspaper plugs with peat moss is to buy a shoebox from Sterilite. Sterilite uh, is a brand that you can find at Walmart uh, and other retailers I assume. It's a clear plastic Tupperware type box with a lid. Now what I like to do is to line up all of my plugs on the lid, on the inside of the lid, 
and I like to fill them with the soil and I like to label what plants I put in them. For instance, if I am growing uh, Jersey Boy, the Rutgers tomato, Peace Vine, or Paul Robeson, I will come up with markers for these different plants so that I know what they are when I'm looking at them as seedlings. Because again, the Cataldans from one seedling to the next, they all look very similar. I like to place these on top of the lid and then I put the seed starting medium in there and the seeds and I water them. Again, peat moss will absorb a lot of water, but it also is a little hesitant to do so. So I don't like to use a watering can per se. My preferred method is to use a spray bottle. Uh, I like to go out to the dollar store, buy a spray bottle, fill it with water, and for most of my seedling time, that's what I use. You don't want to overwater any of your plants. It's almost as bad as not watering them at all. Some plants will do something called dampening off, uh, and you don't want that. Anyway, so you take your Times Leader newspaper plugs that you've put together, you put them inside the uh, Sterilite container, and now you're going to need a lighting method. The appropriate thing for you to use is a shop light. The shop light should ideally be fitted with an aquarium or plant bulb. These do stuff with uh, light frequencies that I'm totally unaware of and don't know what they mean uh, that just make your plants live uh, much better. Um, that being said, there are many people out there who say that there is a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. I'm a firm believer that there is, to use another cliche, more than one way to skin a cat. And believing that there is only one right way to skin a cat results in a lot of unskinned so that being said, let's uh, go ahead and skin some cats. I like to use a contractor light. Uh, you can get them for like $7 at Walmart, um, maybe $12 if you're going the Home Depot or Lowe's route. It's just that small light. It clips onto things. Uh, it takes a regular CFL light bulb. And uh, it channels the light directly where you want it based on swivels. I'm going to link to it in my show notes so that you know what I'm talking about. Because I didn't know what these were until I went to college and somebody had left one in a room that I lived in. Anyway, for the last several years, I have utilized this exact method and I want to share it with you because I think that it works. Not that I do not want to use the shop light method. Again, it's the best, but not everybody can do the best, especially if... Uh, you don't have the space for a shop light. Again, a clip-on light is wherever your garden needs to be, wherever your seed starting space needs to be, on top of your fridge, whatever. Another thing that's important to note about the germination of tomato seeds is that you do not need light at this time. You need light after the dictaldens appear. Because photosynthesis can't occur without leaves. 
essentially what you're trying to create is to duplicate spring uh, in your home. Again, I like to recommend starting your seeds uh, well before your last frost date. This, uh, this enables you to get kind of a jump on the season. It's essential for long season crops like tomato. It's less essential for short season crops like romaine lettuce or iceberg lettuce. Heck, lettuce in general. Um, anyway, so once you have all of these newspaper pots, ha, we were talking about newspapers in case you forgot, uh, inside your Sterilite container, you're going to want to stop them from falling over because paper by its nature is flimsy. So taking your plants that are now in the Sterilite container and have just started to bloom their dicotyldons, you put them under some lights. And once the lights are causing them to grow, you're going to want to water them every couple of days. And again, the water is going to condense on the inside of the plastic, on the lid. Uh, well, actually, the lid is the wrong thing, see? Because when I'm describing these, I'm talking in reverse of how you would normally expect them to be. What you're going to want to do at this point is you're going to take your Sterilite container, which has been inverted so that the lid is the base at this point and the plastic container that is clear and allows light to go through becomes the top so now when i talk about lids and i talk about bases the base has now become the lid hope you can keep up uh again hope to show you a couple of pictures anyway so once you have your lid which at this point will have condensed with liquid inside it. You'll see water droplets on it. And if you don't, it means it's time to water your plant. You're essentially creating a plant ecosystem or greenhouse where the moisture doesn't readily escape and the light can enable the plants to grow. What you're going to look for is something called the first true leaves. Once you have your first true leaves, which are leaves that are not the decatildans, but look slightly different, um, either potato leaf or just a regular variegated leaf. Again, this is, a, I think, a discussion for later, because, again, we're still just talking about seed starting. That'll be the time to pot up, which is yet another episode that we'll do. Perhaps we'll do that next. Anyway, that is my own personal method for starting seeds. I hope that this rambling mess of an episode still made some sense and has convinced you that you don't have to spend an arm and a leg to start growing plants. I guess that's it. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Drunk Botany. Visit us at drunkbotany.com to subscribe to the show for free, and we'll join you next week.